Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view. One you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey folks, welcome to uh, this late evening's podcast. It's around 11.04 p.m. my time, Central Standard, on um, September the 21st. And I know some of you folks... Um, it's already the next day, so um, I want to get this show on the road for you guys. Doug and Stacy uploaded another um, uh, little tidbit um, today, uh, going along with this uh, information that they found from like 19, I want to say 57, 56, something like that. Uh, folks, it's going to blow your mind, but it kind of explains everything going on today. So the one they uploaded today was the silent weapon is here now. And um, he says, have you read this? And of course, he goes on talking about uh, the doc. It is from 1954. So the one he uploaded yesterday was documents from 1954 prove um, everything going on. So folks, you might want to go grab those, listen to them. They're about 10 minutes long, maybe 12 minutes. Um, Definitely worth um, listening to. You're going to want to know. Uh, what's up? And if you are uh, signed up to get their newsletter, he's going to send out the links to those as well. Can't put them on YouTube because uh, YouTube would um, search and seize and uh, you know how that goes. So anyway, um, folks, definitely worth um, checking that out. Now, I do have those on my website. I've actually posted those videos on my website for you guys. So um, today, lots of stuff. Uh, prophecynewswatch.com one of my up and coming very favorite um uh, reporters michael snyder uh comes from the end of the american dream end of the american dream posted on the 20th of september and you can find it at prophecynewswatch.com and we will talk about the state of the nation debt addiction and apostasy and so this one article i wanted to visit today and um one other one is of course fed live goes now goes live fed now goes live paving the way to a central bank digital currency or the rest of us in the christian world like to say a cashless society paving the way for the beast system that the antichrist will use to rule the world okay for a short time so cancers erupting in ways never before seen following covid shots folks are calling it turbo cancer and uh we will talk about that as well so quickly on the fed now on june 29th the united states federal reserve announced that 57 firms have been certified to utilize its new instant payment system called fed now the federal reserve said 41 banks and 15 service providers would be quote early adopters unquote after its late july launch the federal reserve officially launched is wonderful and that's an error quotes uh new product um and fed now is live at 30 five banks folks it's getting pretty getting pretty deep over here as we like saying taxes better put your boots on because it is um getting 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 yucky we're in the weeds in the mud so here we go cancer's erupting in ways never before seen following COVID. that wnd by uh bob unram he's another great um reporter that i like to read and read his articles uh, this is uh, Dr. Harvey Reesk. Suspect patient's immune system is compromised. Another possible side effect of the COVID-19 shots demanded for Americans by many governments and employers during the pandemic has shown up, and it's not good. It's that cancers are occurring in excess, Dr. Harvey Reesk explained in a report by the Epic Times. 
or the Epoch Times. So he's Professor Emeritus of Epidemiology in the Department of Epidemiology in Public Health at the Yale School of Public Health and Yale School of Medicine. He appeared recently on um, Epoch's TV's American Though American Though Leaders and uh, explained that clinicians have been observing very strange things. For example, he said there have been 25-year-olds with colon cancer who don't have family histories of the disease, that's basically impossible along the known paradigm for how colon cancer works, he says. And there are other latency cancers being seen. He explained cancers usually take time to develop for two from two years to 30 years, but that's changed. And he uh, observed there has to be some, some initiating stimulus to why this is happening. Uh, the physician described cancer as something a healthy human body can fight with ordinary immunity. But if that system is compromised, cancer can advance. He said during the interview, that's the mechanism I think is most likely here. We know that the COVID vaccines have done various degrees of damage to the immune system in a fraction of people who have taken them. A fraction. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. He warned that those um, whose systems are compromised also could be subject to other infectious de- diseases too. Quote, those are the initial signals that we've been seeing because these cancers have been occurring to people who were too young to get them. Basically, compared to the normal way it works, they've been designated as turbo cancers. Unquote, he explained. Uh, he continues and he says, some of these cancers are so aggressive that between the time that they're first seen and when they come back for treatment after a few weeks, they've grown dramatically compared to what oncologists would have expected for the way the cancer normally progresses, he says. So the article continues and um, Bob says he also uh, he he also disclosed that while medical agencies claim the effects of the COVID shots only appear after about two weeks, Quote, serious adverse events after receiving the vaccine have occurred within the first four days, unquote. Rishi explained to uh, Apoc TV that means many of the adverse effects are being recorded as happening to unvaccinated despite the facts. So he says he expressed concern that even though the risk of an adverse reaction to a shot is relatively low, when hundreds of millions of people have been given the injections, the case number can rise dramatically. He said that with the combination of existing immunities and the more mild strains of COVID now appearing, there is no reason for people to be vaccinated now to any degree, he says. And so uh, he goes on um, to talk a little bit about that. So folks, um, you know, I've mentioned it before, turbo cancer. I was talking to my brother the other day and I was talking about turbo cancer and he thought I was crazy. Well, here's a doctor talking about turbo cancer. Uh, Yale doctor um, of epidemiology. So it's not Joe Blow on the street saying there's some turbo cancer going on out there. No, folks, it's happening. Um, you know, colon cancer is usually for somebody who's older, like 40s, maybe late 50s, 60s, somewhere around that time, 80s, you know, is usually when that starts to, um, you know, rear its ugly head. Um, but, um, you know, we know that this, these vaccines lower your immunity. We know spike protein is found all over your body. It's not just in one spot. We also know that they can shed, um, spike proteins. If you guys have been watching or following along with pastor Billy Crone and his, um, uh, study of this. Uh, so in sermons, um, guys, so, you know, if you know people who's been vaccinated and you've been around them, you know, I mean, who knows? I mean, they're going to get, they're, they're coming for the whole world anyway. They're dumbing people down, fluoride and all kinds of stuff in our water, toothpaste, brush them teeth three times a day with that fluoride. Now, come on, folks, you know, you know, get your fluoride, get your fluoride, which is a, a, a toxin, you know, to your brain. Um, but they are, 
they have a plan, and this plan has been around for a long time. Uh, we're uncovering things on a daily basis now. And I keep thinking back to the book of Daniel. He says, Daniel, seal these things up to the end of time. But at that time, the folk, they will know the wise will shine, right? The wise will know what's going on. And I think it's being revealed to Christians nowadays what's really going on and what has been going on this whole time, folks. It is, um, it's plans of epic proportions. You remember the Rothschilds? You remember those evil, conniving, wicked people? Well, they're, they're behind all of this. And so um, there's a lot of stuff coming out in the open now. And we need to heed you know, what they've been telling us. Uh, food, our food supply is poisoned. They literally, folks, they want to kill you. That is their whole mass murder. Um, Brother Spencer Smith, um, if you haven't watched his documentaries on Third Adam and um, uh, everything, you need to go and check those out because, like I said, once you see it, you'll never be able to unsee it, um, what's going on in the world um, today. And so it all kind of plays together. Um, you know, uh, Oh my goodness, I watched, um, was it, I think it was Pastor Billy Crone today uh, on vampires. So his latest one is Demons of uh, the Occult and the Rise of Demon Worship and all this. And so the latest one is on vampires. And it started last Wednesday, continuing to this present, just past Wednesday. And folks, um, the w- wicked, disgusting things um that have been going on and you know while we sit in in our churches and you guys sing like oh these like you know um hill song i call them hell song songs and all this wicked garbage while this evil evil's going on in the world and no pastors are really um uh preparing their flocks you know they're not telling them but they're telling them how to have their best life now and how you can have your best marriage and how you can you 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 know it's all about you it's not about jesus it's about you yeah um folks it's really all about jesus it's not about us you know um we died our our old self died remember and we pick up our cross now and uh, we serve um our king jesus um, you know, if you read the, the translations, different ones pointed out different bond servant, but a bond servant is a slave. So we are slaves of Jesus Christ. And so <clears throat> we have to, you know, lay down our, 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 our old self, you know, we, we live for him. And so, um, the thing is pastors are too busy trying to bring in that money, build that new building, you know grow their flock although you know it doesn't really matter because they're gonna send them to hell just bringing in more bringing in a sheave no just bringing in the more um unfortunately that's where we are today and uh, you can thank rick warren for that from way back um starting all that you know growing your church and all this stuff um the only problem is they're not teaching the flock they're not making disciples um they're not warning and equipping the saints to handle the days that we live in today. And so that's the, that's the problem. We have all these folks that maybe have been attending to church their whole lives, but you know, it's like my neighbor, she goes to church all the time. And when I talk about the end times, she gets scared. She goes, Oh, that's scary. I mean, because your pastor hasn't preached on it. Hasn't preached that, you know, we're not to be scared, but prepared. Um, You know, we're not going to be here for the tribulation. We'll be here for the things leading up to the tribulation, ramping up to it. But we're not going to be here for the tribulation. And uh, 
But there's so much stuff going on in the world today, folks. Like you would not believe the level of wickedness, the level of cesspool, folks, garbage and evil. And it's off the charts. And so I know Jesus is coming back soon because this is, I mean, I, I can't. Do you know what's, oh, it is Pastor Billy Crone. You guys have got to watch the latest update. I'm going to link it. I'm going to put it on my website. I think I did. I did. I did. I put it on my website already. Um, scroll all the way down to the bottom and it'll, you'll, you'll see Pastor Billy Crone's um, Voodoo Vampires and the Rise of uh, Demon Worship. Um, guys, I, I, I won't even say it on this um on this podcast because that's how evil it is and um it is absolutely gut-wrenching sickening so if you guys want to learn what's going on it's happening in ukraine of all places mm. anyway check out the article or check out the video uh, sermons by pastor billy crumb so let's um let's move on over here to doo, 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 the state of the nation debt addiction and apostasy so this is uh, michael snyder end of the american dream at prophecy newswatch.com posted the 20th of september so in all of human history has there ever been a society more gluttonous than our own we are addicted to sex we're addicted to drugs we are addicted to shopping we're addicted to eating we are addicted to entertainment but our biggest addiction of all may be money he says even though we were handed the keys to the greatest economic machine the world has ever seen it was never enough for us we always had to have more and so we have run up the largest single mountain of debt in the entire history of the planet. If you can believe it, on Monday, the size of the United States national debt crossed the $33 trillion mark for, for the very first time. The U.S. national debt topped $33 trillion for the first time ever on Monday, crossing a critical milestone at a time when government spending is already under scrutiny. The national debt, which measures what the United States owes its creditors, hit $33.04 trillion as of Monday afternoon, according to the new data published by the Treasury Department. By comparison, just four decades ago, the national debt hovered around $907 billion. You remember when o Obama... Obama took over. We were good. It was at six trillion. Then it went to twenty-three trillion with him. So it kind of gives you, you know, an idea. Um. Anyway, goes on to say, I don't know if I even have the words to describe how reckless our leaders have been. It took from the founding of our nation all the way up to nineteen eighty for the national debt to reach one trillion dollars. But now we have added a trillion dollars to the national debt in just three months. And uh, thanks to rising interest rates, interest payments on our debt are projected to increase an exponential rate in the years ahead. In fact, interest payments on the national debt are projected to be the fastest growing part of the federal budget over the next three decades, according to uh, the CRFB. Payments are expected to triple from nearly $475 billion in fiscal year 2022 to a stunning $1.4 trillion in 2032. By 2053, the uh, interest payments are projected to surge to point. Four trillion dollars. To put that into perspective, that will be more than the U.S. spends on Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and all other mandatory and discretionary spending programs. Of course, 
we are far from alone. At this point, total global debt exceeds $300 trillion. Global debt hit a record U.S. $307 trillion in the second quarter of the year despite rising interest rates curbing bank credit with markets such as the United States and Japan driving the rise. The Institute of International Finance said on Tuesday, September the 19th. The Financial Service Trade Group said in a report that global debt in U.S. dollar terms had risen by a U.S. Oh my goodness gracious, $10 trillion in the first half of 2023 and by U.S. $100 trillion over the past decade. Folks, those numbers are just, there's no way to, uh, you can't fathom numbers like that. It's just unbelievable. But of course, by, well, by we, he says, but we are by far the biggest offenders. We are literally destroying the future of our children and grandchildren. Absolutely. He goes on to say, as a nation, we are also deeply addicted to drugs. Today, more Americans than ever before are addicted to legal and or illegal drugs. And more Americans than ever are dying from those addictions. According to NPR, drug overdose deaths set a brand new record high last year. Drug deaths nationwide hit a new record in 2022. 109,680 people died as the fentanyl crisis continued to deepen according to preliminary data released by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They don't prevent months. They just um, hand out that stuff, and most of our cities are just legalizing all this stuff. Anyway, he goes on to say, eight states saw drug deaths continue to surge by 9% or more, with the greatest increases of 21% coming in Washington State and Wyoming. Drug overdose deaths also set a brand new record high the year before that and the year before that. He goes, you get the picture. Our addiction to food is also killing many of us. In fact, we're being told that the number of Americans that die from heart disease each year with obesity as a factor has actually tripled since 1999. But you go get that craft cheese that fake garbage and you know just keep shoveling that stuff in boy the number of americans who died of heart disease with obesity as factors has tripled tripled since 1999 obesity now affects 42 percent of all americans and 20 percent of children folks when i was a kid in the 70s and 80s there were no fat kids there was well, we were sitting there playing. Well, actually, we did play video games. We had the Atari, man. We had ColecoVision. We had Ataris. And we had video games, you know. But we also had BMX bikes and all kinds of cool stuff, too. But I digress. And it's not necessarily the food. It's what they put into the food. Okay? It's, um, you know, if you just shop the perimeter, the perimeter of your grocery store, you're going to be better off. You know, stay away from packaged garbage. You know, you can make your own bread, and it's better than that stuff that you can buy in the store. You can make gluten-free bread at home. Um, you can make regular, I mean, all kinds of stuff. If you shop the perimeter and you don't shop the inside aisles, you're going to do a whole lot better. Fresh fruits, I would get organic. Grow your own if you can. Hit the farmer's market. I mean, I know we're in September now. Um, it's a little late for that. But uh, um, still, you know, buy beef from local farmers, local ranchers. Um, you know, try to stay out of those. I mean, you know, if you got like uh, organic stores, you know, whatever, try to shop those. But read the ingredients because not all, all organic food is good for you, folks. Just because it's organic doesn't make it good for you. Seed oils are from the devil. I'm telling you that our bodies are not meant to uh not meant to eat or not to consume seed oils cotton seed oils sunflower saffron all this garbage do not that's terrible if you ever listen to anything i tell you 
don't don't ingest that all and then of course you know when you start to look at all the food every single thing you can find has sunflower safflower all these seed oils in it everything so that ought to tell you something mm, i'm just saying olive oil avocado oil those are very good oils <laughs> good fat you know you know little avocado i'm a good fat anyway so we're going to move right along with the article here. I just have to throw that in there. You know I me. Mean? Anyway, of course, we are even more addicted to sex than we are to food. He says, I'm about to share something with you that absolutely floored me when I first heard about it. He says, as I discussed yesterday, the Cathedral of Hope in Dallas recently celebrated, oh my gosh, folks, a drag Sunday, during which the church publicly honored the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. What the hell? And I say that in the Texas term. What in the hell are these people doing? That is blasphemy. But then again, here we go. The Cathedral of Hope is the world's largest LGBTQ, ABCDEFG friendly church, which is part of the United Church of Christ, the UCC. The UCC is a socially liberal Protestant Christian denomination with roots in the congressional continental reformed and lutheran traditions now all that right there is just a bunch of alphabet garbage stupid political talk um for that's not a church those are not christians anyway so if you're not familiar with these sisters of perpetual indulgence they're a group of drag queens that relentlessly mocks the christian faith one of their members was just arrested last week for masturbation in a public park for more than an hour during daylight hours this is who the church wants to honor. Yay. Anyway, so I was quite shocked to see these sisters of perpetual indulgence standing at the front of a church as the congregation of the Cathedral of Hope recited a pledge dedicated to drag queens. So we are not going to play that because I will literally throw up in my mouth. So we're going to move right along. So, folks, this is Dallas, Texas. So Texas Family Project and Defend Our Kids Texas was on site during a Dallas church's, quote, drag Sunday service. Although much of the present culture worships this behavior, it is unacceptable blasphemy and should not be tolerated by any American. That's Family Project Texas. So the viral video shows attendees of the Cathedral of Blah Blah, I'm not even going to mention it, um, publicly blessing the wicked little nuns up here. I'm not going to say their name anymore. A drag queen group that was recently at the center of a controversy with the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball team, which ironically flooded that stadium. Uh, what, like a couple months after that. Anyway, so the congregants read in unison. Oh, I'm going to throw up you guys. I don't think I just can't read it. I'm not going to say it. I, mean, I can't, I can't do it. Ah, uh, do you report the news? So I'm going to have to read it. Quote, we commit ourselves to, be people of faith who stand for justice, proclaim love, and defend the rights of all people. <laughs> we recognize that all people are made in the loving image of God, no matter <laughs> who they are, how they how they dress, express themselves, or oh, oh, I gotta breathe through this one, or who they love. Unquote. Okay. Oh, guys, that was tough. Okay, so I have never seen anything like this in my entire life. This is supposed to be a church. The, quote, pledge got even worse as it went, oh, my gosh, I don't think I can do it, guys. I can't. I just, I have to. Okay, we got to continue with our pledge because it gets worse. So, quote, we celebrate this divine diversity and commit to the, I'm not going to read this. You guys get the jest. They're wicked. They're 
giving them this pledge or tell them that their sinfulness is um, okay and we're gonna blah 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 makes me throw up so he goes he goes what's next our church is going to start reciting pledges to satan during their worship service we can't fall much further than we have already fallen and if we stay on the path that we are currently on there will be no future for our country but most americans don't want to be bothered by any of this no most americans just want to continue to enjoy their addictions for as long as they possibly can unfortunately for them the clock is ticking and their seamless endless party is about to come to a very abrupt conclusion so folks that is michael snyder uh originally posted um of course on his thing there the uh, end of the american dream um but you can find it at prophecynewswatch.com so um oh, man folks it just m- makes me sick i gotta uh, it just makes me want to puke folks you have no idea you have no idea how hard that is to read i just you know, want to tell you um, if you guys haven't been to harbingersdaily.com uh, lately, I've got some really great articles over there. And, um, you know, uh, let me click on this. It says, Jesus has promised the rapture is a biblical event and good news for weary saints. I think that's a good thing to read tonight because, uh, you know what? We all need some encouragement. We're not going to read it all because it's quite lengthy. But, you know, Jesus has promised. Uh, Jonathan Brentner. I do love Jonathan Brentner. Which you can find on harbingersdaily.com. And that uh, was posted uh, today. Today. So the convergence of signs gets our hopes up. Uh, this must surely be the season. And it surely is, he says. But still we wait with the assurance that he's, that at some point the Lord will reward our patience. And that Second Timothy um, 4, 8, which is henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me. And that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. That is the KJV version. So it feels like the tribulation is so close, we can almost reach out and touch it, he says. Some speculate that it has already begun because they see so many of the conditions described in Revelation chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. These, however, are mere precursors to a time that will be far, far worse than anything we currently see they are the Lord's way of warning people of what lies ahead. So, folks, he's given us, a, um, he's showing us what's coming. And so, he's kind of giving us all a precursor. And I'm going to go ahead and click on this. I'm going to, um, if you guys have um, Olive Tree, dun, 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 Olive Tree Bible software, it's fantastic. It's free. Grab it. You get some really good books and stuff with it as well. And because uh, they use the KJV, and I know some people love KJV, and I do. I love the KJV too. But um, when I'm going through this, it's easier for me to um, use the New King James or the NESB because so many um, people from around tune in. And of course, when we're speaking of Revelation, I want to make it pretty clear. So I'm going to go to Revelation 6, and we're going to read. Um, verses one through eight. So the first seal to conquer. Now I saw. Uh, now I saw when the Lamb opened one of these seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a loud voice, like thunder, "Come and see!" And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Second seal, conflict on earth. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth 
and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword, the third seal, scarcity on the earth. When he opened the when he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, "Come and see." So I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, "A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine." The fourth seal, widespread death on earth. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. And so I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And the name of him who sat on it was Death. And Hades followed with him. And power was given to him, or and power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. Folks. That right there is telling you. So you have kind of a precursor of what's going on. And we see all these things coming. Up. Have you noticed how many deaths are coming um, uh, by animals? Have you noticed that? Like like domesticated animals on top of that. Well, the Bible talks about that. If we kind of see a little bit of it now, can you imagine what that's going to look like um, during the tribulation? And so, folks, we're going to taste of what will happen, what will come upon the world once we're yanked out of here. So he's going to go on to say the rapture is a biblical event. The rapture is a biblical event. The late Dr. Ed Heinsen, former professor at Liberty, Liberty University, Bible scholar. Oh, he's such a wonderful man. Um, an author put it this way. If you disagree on the timing of the rapture, please don't tell people there's never going to be a rapture. No, there must be a rapture or the Bible is not true. There must be a time when the archangel shouts, when the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ are raised, the living are caught up. First Thessalonians chapter four, verses 13 through 18. We may differ on the timing of the rapture, but not the fact of the rapture. And boy, oh boy, is that the truth. Oh, goodness, you guys. So that is some wonderful news. And I want to just give you guys some really great, wonderful news um, today because uh, or this evening or whenever you guys may be listening to this podcast, because we do live in a, how could I say this, a trying time. And uh, as Christians, we are to be the salt and the light, and we are to love people. Um, and, uh, you know, we look at this world as evil and wicked and chaotic, and here we are. Um, here, the Bible says we are in this world, but we are not of this world. And I've never felt that scripture more than I have the past few years. Um, you know, we're here, but we're not from here. You know what I mean? And uh, so this is not our home. We are just passing through. And we're here to serve the Lord and bring glory to Him. And that is what we're here to do. And so whatever God has called you to do, let you be, let let today be the day that you start to do that. Just do what He's called you to do and don't worry about the consequences. We remember Pastor Stanley, he always said that, you know. Oh, he always like, um, obey God and, uh, you know, let the consequences of that. Yeah, what, what did he always say? Oh, Charles Stanley. I loved him. Uh, the late Charles Stanley. Now, his son, on the other hand, is an apostate. But Charles Stanley, oh, I sure do. I sure do. Uh, I have quite a few of his books. And uh, you guys, if you haven't checked out Landmines um, in the Path of the Believer by uh, Dr. Charles Stanley, um, definitely a good book. Because you're going to think, oh, I don't need that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I can read it probably every six months and be like, dang it. Yeah, it gets me every time. Um, but yeah, those are sins in the path of the believer. And um, anyway, what do you say? Oh, yeah, obey God and leave the consequences to him or something like that. Anyway, um, so yeah, guys, uh, do what God has called you to do in your heart. You know what it is. Focus on the Lord every morning when you get up before you go to bed. 
wake up praying and glorifying and praising God. Boy, when you wake up, when you open your eyes, first thing you do is praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for opening my eyes. Um, you know, throughout the day, if you sin, ask him to repent right then and there. And of course, before you go to bed, repent. You know, Lord, I'm sorry if I've sinned against you. You know, because a lot of us sin, we don't know. You know, the King David, you know, mentioned that, you know, you know, because of sins that we don't even know what we've committed. And um, so, you know, just throughout the day, just praise the Lord throughout the day and just be thankful. Just have a conversation with him. You know, he's our best friend. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. And uh, he stays closer than a brother. And that's the good thing about that. And uh, the Apostle Paul said to be in pray continually, you know, so I'm constantly, you know, having a conversation, you know, in my head with the Lord. So I pray that you guys are, too. Um, he says to cast your burdens on the Lord for he cares for you. So whatever you're going through, whatever, wherever you find yourself in life right now, just know God knows where you're at. You're not there alone. You're not there alone. You're not struggling alone. He knows and he's there with you. The Holy Spirit will never leave you. God will never leave you nor forsake you ever when the Bible says that that's a promise. You can bank on that. You can take it to the bank as they used to say. Um, you know, so wherever you are, just glorify the Lord, wherever you are, whatever situation you are, if you're needing help, ask him to help you and he will help you. I promise you that if you need discernment, ask for discernment. If you need to make a decision, pray about the decision. If the Lord gives you peace, then you know, that's where he wants you. If you don't have peace about it, then he probably doesn't want you there. And so a lot of people go by pros and cons. Well, you can do that, but you know what? God works in a, his ways are higher than our ways. You know, if I, when I stepped out in faith a few years ago, um, there was no money, there was no, you know, whatever. And if I would have weighed the pros and cons, I never would have done it, you know, but the Lord had called me to do that. And so if he calls you to do it, he's going to equip you to do it. He's going to take care of you. Are you going to be eating steak dinners every night? Maybe not. Or you might, but probably not. He's, he's, he's not there to give us abundantly wealth and like, you know, we're having my own private jet and I'm going to drop me a mercy whatever. No, that's not what we're here for. You know, he's going to provide for our needs. You know, you know, our, our needs will be met. And I can't tell you how many times miraculously he has provided for needs that there would have been no way, any way I could have, I could have done it, but something always happens miraculously and he always takes care of it. So if you work for the Lord and you work diligently, he's going to take care of you. So don't worry about what job you take. If you don't make enough money or like whatever, you know, if God wants you there, God will provide for you. He will provide for you. It's like Art was reminding me of the, the other day. He's, you know, like King David said, was it King David? Because I've never seen, you know, God's people begging bread. And so that's the truth. God's always going to provide for us. And I'm telling you what, if you may get down to the nitty gritty, but boy, I tell you in the morning or that day, whatever, boom, something's going to come through for you. So put your faith in God, not this world. Put your faith in God, not your circumstances. Our joy is in the Lord, not in our circumstances. You know, people are like, you got to be a happy life and happy, blah, blah, blah. No, no. We're not always going to be happy, but we can always be joyful. There's a difference. <laughs> anyway, guys, I am going to, I'm going to get off of here this evening and I wanted to get a podcast up today. It's been such a great day. I, had, I got so much done. I attended a, a meeting. We're doing some bids and stuff like that. And I did that. I came home and I mowed my lawn and, and then my desk was delivered. My new desk. So boom, I put that desk. It's a raising desk. It's kind of cool. It's electric. 
And uh, I thought, that is super cool. So it took me like five hours to put together. No, <laughs> I think it took me about an hour and a half. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, and so it's a, it, it's kind of a neat desk. And um, so my chair will be here, I think, Saturday. And so that's going to be for my new work from home job. I will be going to work um, October the 11th. Praise God, working from home. And I think that's, um, I'm excited about this job, this career. It's a fantastic company, excellent benefits. And I'm very thankful um, that God has blessed me with it. And um, so anyway, guys, um, in Texas, we have to say bye at least three times. So I think I'm on my third time here to tell you guys um good night <laughs> what is it oh paul harvey good day oh my goodness that is rubbing there on my microphone sorry guys um okay so uh with that i really am gonna get out of here so get in the word of god let the word of god get into you and maranatha lord jesus maranatha may god bless each and every one of you and may his face shine upon you and may he give you boldness to go out there and tell people about Jesus, to give the good news, to tell people the gospel while we still have time on this earth before we're taken out of here. And anyway, guys, that's my prayer for you guys. Um, thank you guys. So maybe he protects you and keep you guys safe and out of harm's way. Remember, guys, go to Voice of the Martyrs, and it's going to give you, if you take the app or whatever, or emails or whatever, you're going to get a country to pray for every day. And I think the other day was Pakistan. And so folks, be in prayer for all those in the Middle East. Um, and all those that are suffering persecution in China and all over the world. There's so many countries that suffer persecution for Christians. It's mm, so we need to be in prayer for our brothers and sisters. Mm, very, very important. Um, that's what we're called to do. Um, like uh, Michelle um, in her um, blog post that she sent in, we need to carry each other's burdens so and pray for one another. So anyway, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys so much. God bless y'all.